0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Simone Vincenzi here, your host, co-founder of GTEx, and today it is a special episode because we are celebrating our GTEx Member of the Month. Now, the person that won our award this month is a person that went through um, an experience, life experience, which uh, um, um, I cannot even find words to describe. Um, She lost her husband uh, about a year ago and uh, during the grieving process she decided to write a book called Not This Widow. The book uh, is um, a story of how what she went through and what she was going through uh, during the grieving process but also what other people were telling her to feel, to do, to be while she was going through the grieving process. And she made a commitment that she said, I want to grieve my way. And, uh, you know, writing a book is not easy um, to start, writing a good one. She wrote and published this book in six months while grieving her husband um, to give this message of hope, of inspiration to others. And uh, in this interview, actually, that uh, we did yesterday live at our mastermind, uh, she's sharing what was it like writing that book, what she was going through during this process, uh, how she found the strength to do it. Because if there is one message that we can all take from uh, this experience, is that if she was able to do something like this, what's our excuse? And that's what I want to leave you with. So enjoy the interview and uh, make sure you connect with uh, our GTX member of the month, the one and only Delis Silla and uh, the her book not this video you can find on Amazon and any other platform we will find we'll put the link in the show notes all right enjoy the interview and I will see you there all right welcome thank you welcome to my office (laughs) so shocked shocked
1: yeah are you shocked because I just and said I know i ain't gonna get it because I'm not in here so (laughs) I was quite surprised when you said it. So when you said to me congratulations, I was like, oh, thanks, I thought you were talking about, I didn't mean think you meant today, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: surprised. So, no, so you, you have not been involved in GTEx for, for, for like a couple of years, not been present here, but the reason why, what I, the message I want to give to everyone is that once you are a GTEx member, you are a GTEx member, yeah. whether you are in the room or not. Mm. And uh, you showed, uh, you know, with all that happened, uh, you, I think you gave a lesson to everyone of uh, grit, of courage, of vulnerability. I mean, being to the funeral, being to the book launch, I've seen the journey. So, what I wanted to share with you is like, how, how was this journey for you?
1: I mean, aside from the obvious of it being very difficult, I was very clear that I was going to grieve my way. Nobody was going to tell me how to feel, Mm -hmm. how to express it. Um, And I think I came to that decision very quickly, because very quickly, other people were trying to tell me how to feel. Mm -hmm. Now, I was born in Elford, so uh, I'm British. But um, I'm Ghanaian, and we have these, you know, traditions and culture. And my husband was from Sierra Leone. And you know, th- typically in, in my culture, the Ghanaian side, you have a seven day sit down, and people come and you know come and greet, so they'll give donations for the funeral. the The idea is such that, um, you know, when you do decide that you've got that, you know, monetary support, people come with drinks, and you know, it was very overwhelming. So um, people come in, and every time they come to the house, Mm -hmm. they ask the question, why are you here? So it's not assumed that you know that somebody's been bereaved. So you're, you're asked, what's your reason for coming? And then they will go through the whole thing of, I heard something, and what I heard didn't please me. And therefore I've come to inquire whether it's true. And I don't speak, so the widow doesn't speak. Other people speak on your behalf, so um, it doesn't tire you out. And, and, and if you know what my house was like, I'm talking seven days a week for a month solid until I, you know, took myself and my children, you know, on a on a month's break. But um, it kind of became the foundation of things to come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't speak; we will speak on your behalf.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm used to advocating for people. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to advocate for me, you better do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they didn't, and it got to a point where I said, no, mm-hmm. this is what I am going to do. And um, I think that's what saved me because yeah. I didn't have the capacity mentally or emotionally to yeah. wear a mask. I just didn't have the capacity. What I was going through, I couldn't mask it. Yeah. So to have to now sit there cross-legged and all dignified and I just wasn't in that space. So what made it easy, I think, was just being myself in every sense of the
0: word. Uh, were there moments where, like, you not found like I'm sure my moments where you found hard being yourself and and do that, but moments where you were like, I just wish, or I could be someone else or not uh, to to be that because for never for those of you that don't know, the is. When she got something to say, she says it. <laughs> and I'm living at that. But starting from uh, um, like running a charity, who will hear my cry, um, uh, Lovald and I were blessed to uh, be hosting, the host yeah. at one of your charity balls, which was incredible, and uh, which... Uh, uh, helps uh, uh, Raise char-
1: uh, awareness on rape child abuse and domestic violence
0: rape child abuse and domestic violence So you, you already <coughs> got to talk about topics like. you got to be an yeah. advocate for that so is there ever a moment where you wish like you, you were not you were not you
1: <laughs> no and the only reason why I say that and I had a conversation with um, a lady who also lost her husband in October
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know she's, she's coping really well and I, I, I said this to her and I've said this to a lot of people as hard as it is Sometimes, no. We go through things, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of others coming. So why, those of you that believe in God, I can only speak from my perspective, I do. Therefore, I believe that God will allow you, because he knows you better than you know yourself, that you have the strength within you to take what's coming. Whilst you're in it, you will not see it. Hmm. But, I mean, last year, by this time, I hadn't had my husband's funeral because the funeral was on the um, 21st of February. He passed away on the 21st of January. If anybody had told me that I would be here, you know, I actually washed my hair today. (laughs) I normally have my hair in a ponytail. And with makeup, I didn't comb my hair for a month. The day my husband died until the day of the funeral was the first time a comb went through my head. So we go through things not for our benefit, it's for those coming. And I think for that reason, there's always been such a strong sense of responsibility that it's not about you. Our lives aren't ours. Even in this room, we shared, you know, five minutes, literally, you know, of people speaking into our lives. Yeah. You know, we may not put such a high value, but that's what has happened. Yeah. So it's, it's not about you. So for me, if not me, who? Who okay. deserved what I went through,
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. you know? So
0: the, uh, the short answer is no. <laughs> yeah, no. Because uh, the reason why I asked this, I know it's a bit of a weird question, but the reason why I asked this is because I had a conversation with um, an Allergetics member, Suze, uh, from a podcast that we recorded a couple of days ago. And we were talking about, uh, when you have conversations with people, everyone will always share their opinion. Mm-hmm. Everyone will always say, oh, you should do this, you should do that. This is how, uh, this doesn't work for me. Um, and uh, we were talking on the, in the context of business. You know, you have a team, people yeah. will tell you, oh, no, you shouldn't do this, you should do yes. that. And so when you have so much external input, where do you find your voice? Because sometimes your voice can just be taken by someone else's voice. And where you decide, actually, this is a good advice, or I should just follow something different, even if I know it's not the thing that they want. So we had this conversation, and it was actually one of the most beautiful podcast episodes I've recorded, because we, we really explored, you no, know, how do you find your voice? So in, in this process, when everyone was telling you how you should feel, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, where were you able to find almost like the clarity in the grieving process like to, to express your voice?
1: I think and I, I say this often that I'm just a weird person.
0: Oh yes you are. Very. <laughs> th- totally agree <laughs> like, with you. Like I'm really I'm agree, agree with, with I agree it. with you 100%. From,
1: from childhood I've always known who I was. Even though From from, child, from childhood. From childhood. So like even as a small child <laughs> at 6 7 when I wasn't wow. the trendiest and you know other kids would bully me. I mean I was born in 71 so I'm, I'm 50 next year. And I was born in Ilford. You know, so, and, and I never say Ilford. When I say Ilford, when I'm saying I, as Ilford, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Ilford, yeah? Um, I know what it's like to face racism. I know what it's like to, you know, be a child and go to someone's house and say, oh, you've got to go home now because my dad doesn't like black people. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we get it. You know, and. So from a very young age, even then, you know, where some of the kids wouldn't play with me or I wouldn't get... In fact, I was never invited to a, um, a children's party. So, so I went to live in Ghana um, at the age of 10, 10 right. to 17, I went to school there and then yeah. came back. But at that age, I thought, you'd be lucky to be my friend. I don't care if you don't want to play with me. And I would happily play on my own. I really couldn't give a toss, mm. you know? So I have been trained. You see, mm. we go through... You see, if you can find the purpose of why you go through things in life,
0: yeah
1: you you dwell there in your in your pain for a while but you get up and you keep it moving mm-hmm. because you don't know what you're being allowed to go through to prepare you so when I went through as I'm going through this process because it never really grief doesn't it doesn't end you know I call it you know destination unknown
0: mm-hmm.
1: you realize that you have been groomed for a time such as this right. Does that make sense? So being on my own, uh, I'm, having I'm, to I'm keep trying my own to I'm trying to <laughs>
0: understand as much as I can from. <laughs> <laughs> so does it make sense logically? Yes.
1: But having to <laughs> keep your own counsel. Yeah. And I know that some things for me are just divine because how many seven-year-olds we, you know, we hear about children committing suicide and they're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not better than them. I just had a grace and an understanding yeah. that didn't, that, you know, that prevented me from making certain decisions. I just didn't care. I always felt that I would be somebody someday. And therefore, if today I'm not that somebody, well, one day I will be somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe today is your time. Like, for example, all the cool kids, you know, all the girls that everyone thought were so cute. Go and look at them now. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> you know? And actually, listen, yeah. I'll just keep it real. Yeah. And I'm thinking, but I was the one whose hair wasn't plaited. Mm-hmm. And I look at some of them now and I think, this is why you don't disrespect people. Because it's not how you start; it's how you
0: finish. Absolutely, I think we can, you know, we can just like remember this. Like this is not how you start; it's how you finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can relate to that when I'm not thinking about, uh, like, when I was at school mm-hmm. and uh, being bullied at school, and um, you know, being like the, the fun guy of yeah. the class, and teacher saying, oh, you're not going to do much in life." That always
1: baffles me when teachers can say that. Yeah. How do you like me now, right? Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went back to deliver
0: a course to my old school. Oh, so, so, <laughs> know, like yeah, so, ah, you want me now? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's brilliant. You know. So, I did it more for sticking it to the rest, not for any other reason. Yeah. Uh, just for you know. revenge. Like, it was a sweet yeah. day. It was a sweet, sweet yeah, yeah. day.
1: I can so relate to uh, that. Ah, it was
0: brilliant. So... Uh, now, you decided then to write the book. So you're going through the process. we six months, probably about six months in today. Uh, I had after a meeting,
1: yeah, about six months in your right.
0: After your husband died. And uh, what was it you that said, because you wrote a book before, already best-selling author, and uh, what made you say actually now this is the right time? I mean, with all the times that could be in the world, like what made you say this is the right time to write a book?
1: I'll be honest, I don't think I thought about it very well. I, okay, so just to put it in context, I faced huge abuse from um, some of my husband's family. Really nasty. Very, I'm talking within days of me losing my husband. I was being accused of disrespecting the family. Uh, Nobody could get hold of me on the phone, and I'm thinking, like I'm really going to be sitting there, you know, waiting for the next phone call to offer me, you know, condolences. Um, But what shocked me was the fact that I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't special. There were so many other women that had faced this kind of nonsense, not just African women, not just black women, white women, Asian women. And I was incredulous that at a time like that, that you actually find it within you to be so spiteful and so wicked to somebody that, Hmm. you know, is, is vulnerable and I think as I started to speak to other people, realizing that this was the order of the day for women that lose their husbands, I think the only exception is that for African women, a man never just dies. You must have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's keep it real here. Am I you know, you must have killed him. So I had the, all of that to deal with.
0: What? Oh. Really? But, but is it is like is it like a, is a cultural?
1: I'm I'm gone in. It's okay. It's a. It's a. That's the only difference. Because I've been in groups with, with you know, predominantly white women.
0: Yeah.
1: And the treatment has been just as horrible. Where the family just turn on you. Yeah. I don't know how they have the capacity to have any other, e- other emotion other than compassion. So, you know, I thought I have to talk about this. Because I'm thinking, mm. well, if some of you other women stood up, you'd have given me the heads up. Yeah. I would have expected yeah. that this uh, is normal. Yeah. But I wasn't given the heads up. I thought, well, I'm going to give you guys the heads up. <coughs> that was the driving force in me deciding to write the book. Mm-hmm. And I was fine up until I had to recount when my husband fell ill. Then the impact of that decision became very real for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I was ill. Yeah. You know, literally, I had to take a break from writing for about, I counted, it was nine days. Because when I was typing, my body would literally be like this. So I was having a lot of massage and stuff like that. And then, you know, that's when I decided to get a counsellor. So I started doing my counselling to give me that extra support. Um, And then my face broke out, I was getting stomach cram. I mean, I I was ill, I was really ill. And then it just put me in this deep valley of depression. Because what I found Painful Hmm. was when my husband fell ill. There was hope, there was expectation, there was faith.
0: Yeah, it was like he is gonna make it. 100%. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So to now know the end of the story was painful, you know? So that really was the reason why I said, I, I need, you know, to write this book. And then I decided to honor my husband. I wanted the book published on the anniversary of his passing, which was the 21st of January. So I had this huge pressure. I didn't have any choice but to make sure that book was written and it was you know, proofread, and, you know? Mm-hmm. So the pressure was really on.
0: It was. It was on hardcore. Hard because uh, I'm even like, you know, I was at a funeral and uh, I haven't cried. I, I'm not a person that cries. Oh, I I never cried something so much in, in a very long <coughs> time. And I could feel your pain, I could feel it. And thinking about the strength that you have shown in doing this, like, so you, you are a person that have an incredible sense of purpose, like a sense of duty for others. Because that's what you did, is like there are a lot of people that are going through this uh, and I mean can you guys yeah. make sure, is she in the camera, even oh. uh, in there? Yeah, okay, I just oh, want to make sorry, sure. I'm just, uh, yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> I just want to make sure. That it yeah, yeah, is there. Yeah. So, but uh, you have this <coughs> deep sense of like purpose and mission t- to share and to alleviate others' pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think that's also why we are here in this room, because we have a, a sense of a purpose, we have a sense <coughs> of a mission. And, um, so, I want to ask you now in terms of when you, when you saw the book published, what was your reaction? Like, when you saw that first copy in your hand?
1: Um, let me take you to the, the morning after. Okay. Because don't forget, the day it was published was the anniversary of my husband's passing. Yeah. And I remember my counselor was saying that I should expect to fall ill. Not that she was casting a spell on me, but I had been ill. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, with the anniversary coming up, it's likely that you know my immune system's gonna go down da, 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 because yeah. of everything that was going on. And she, she actually did say to me that, when you wrote this book, you were so focused on other people. Did you think about yourself? And I said, clearly not. Mm-hmm. Because I, wasn't, I was ill-prepared for the impact it was having on me mentally and emotionally. I, I, was, I, I wasn't prepared at all. So the following morning, being the 22nd of January, I um, was laying in bed, as you'd expect at six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have this bad habit of always reaching for my phone. And um, before I reach for the phone, and I, and I kind of knew this is what was going to happen, that I would keep thinking last year by this time, last year by this time, last year by this mm-hmm. time, and I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking forward. I, I knew that this was going to be bad. So I reached for my phone and my publisher had taken a screenshot because throughout the day on the 21st, he'd been saying, yeah. oh, it's at number 18 on the hot new release bestsellers list on Amazon. Oh, it's gone to number nine. Oh, it's gone to number three. And I was like, oh great, it would be great if it could get to number one. And I said, you know, that would, I would feel that the pain was, not that it wouldn't have been worth it before, but it would just give me some kind of comfort. Mm -hmm. So I reached for my phone, six o'clock in the morning, and I see she sent me a screenshot, and it was number one on Amazon's hot Mm -hmm. new release bestsellers list. And I just went, what? So I woke myself (laughs) (laughs) up, And I remember saying, thank you, Lord. You've given me a new memory. I will no longer remember my husband's passing Mm -hmm. with just pain. Mm -hmm. And I think, I remember saying to myself that whenever I'm speaking anywhere, I'm going to point this out to people. Find something to pull out of that pain that will give you a new memory. And that's that's how I, I felt. And because of that, and even just something that's just dropped in my spirit right now, that because I wrote this book, I, I helped create a new memory for myself. Yes. I could have, and nobody would have blamed me for remaining in that place. I mean, it had only been months. So nobody would have said, well, actually, some people are that stupid. You know, yes. it's, <laughs> been, it's been 48 hours now. You know, yeah. move on and get on with yeah. your life. Mm. And you'd be surprised at what people will say. But it allowed me to pull something out of something so horrible yeah. and turn it into something that's now a legacy I have immortalized my husband's memory yeah and without me realizing rather than taking a crash I've actually been quite even mm-hmm. so today I was going through my phone I was looking for something and there's a video of my husband when he fell ill in, in Portugal, my husband fell ill on holiday, and you have to read the book. <laughs> 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 and um, he did a video for Isabel, because she was only eight at the time. And I actually managed to watch it without crying, mm. just hearing it in his yeah. voice, you know? So I know I've come a long way, but yeah. Like I said, it's a journey, destination unknown. You just keep moving.
0: So, um, what's uh, next in your journey?
1: Oh, what's destination next? is unknown. Destination is <laughs> unknown. Uh, <laughs> well, what's next
0: w- in the immediate unknown?
1: <laughs> the immediate unknown, because somebody asked me, you know, what's my plans for? I think, that, and I said, time has a completely different concept to me now. Mm. I, can no, I can never plan like before. I didn't plan to become a widow on the 21st of January. 2019, when the night before I was there, talking to my husband and telling him, you talk too much, if I follow you, the birds will be singing, I'm going to be able to have an assignment to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for that. So I think the only, I think what's next for me is, just live in the now. I know that sounds very cliche, but I find it very difficult to ask, answer questions about the future. Yeah. Because when you lose somebody that close, you question your own mortality.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, even just planning to go away, I find myself saying, God willing, God willing, god willing, a lot more than I ever did before. (laughs) Because I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's my reality now, because it it, it changes you. You know? So what's next? Come to more GTEx meetings. That's (laughs) a really good
0: start and it's great to to have you back. Um, Thank you. So what we're going to do now, we're going to stop the recording uh, here, so if you're watching in a group or you're watching the recording, thank you for watching, make sure you connect with Dillis. We're going to put the link uh, of the book, which is uh, Not This Widow, which you can find as well on Amazon, you can find uh, on all the different platforms. So make sure you get a copy of the book. If you know someone is going through a tough time, get a copy of the book, give them the book uh, and then it's going to give them some relief. They can find a lot of stories that will give them strength, that it will give them uh, resilience. Uh, resilience, yeah. It's not
1: just about widowhood, it's about finding your voice, mm. as you mentioned, and it's also about um, tenacity.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's about a lot of things, even preparing, you know, like a lot of us, you know, some of these women who weren't married, who lost their partner and realized that they have not, they're not even entitled to go to the funeral if the oh. family don't want them there. Mm-hmm. Things that we don't talk about you know so it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff right.
0: in there. Right. i i can uh, I can understand i mean uh, I seen what my family did uh, and it was a different situation but I seen was part of my family did actually to my mom when uh, um uh, they, they they got separated and yeah uh, my mom was just trying to hold everything together and uh, they were trying to get money that out of her that she didn't have yeah um, and <laughs> my how oh i cut it all right so make sure you get the book it's gonna help if you're having a tough time or if no someone is at a tough time then it's gonna help them thank you for listening to explode your expert business show if you enjoyed the interview please subscribe to the show and leave us a review every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get so it might be you make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also, remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist.